なななななななななななななな Has he lost his mind? Can he see or is he blind? Can he walk at all? Or if he moves, will he fall? Na 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 Good evening and welcome to the What's in Your Shed podcast. Thank you so much for choosing this podcast to listen to. I know there are so many podcasts out there and you have many choices. So I'm thrilled that you have chosen this one and you're in for a treat with season 10, which we are on now. And we're listening to music in the shed, to bands and conversation about music and instruments and anything else really that is good to chat about. I'm recording this preamble because I want to share some news with you about the theme tune and we have a new theme tune which is going to be played at the start of this shed session which I'm very very much looking forward to it was written by a friend of mine called Slavin and he's from Austria he is the most incredible guitarist he plays with such passion such power such love and the sounds that come out of his guitar are extraordinary he is superb if I were to create a dream band I would certainly include Slavin as the lead guitarist thank you Slavin I'm so so thrilled with what you've done and you've captured all the sounds which I love so much there's a definite 90s feel in there which goes back to my musical awakening let's have a listen and following that it will go into the latest shed session three two one zero Good evening. Welcome to session five of Shed Sessions. I luckily didn't stumble across that because I usually say Shed Sessions session and it's too many S's, too many SH's and it, I, I said it fine this time. So once again, I'm delighted to have a band in my shed for one of these Shed Sessions. I have to really think hard before I said, why did I choose a name, Shed <laughs> Sessions, where I struggle so much with it? Shared Shed Sessions. <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had anything to drink yet. It, it gets worse. But, yeah, it's, it's an honor to have all of you guys with me in the shed. And we've got Harry on the Dobro. Is that how you pronounce Dobro, it? Yeah. Dobro. Yeah. Very interesting. I can't wait to hear it. And you've got these beautiful-looking little finger things on there it looks like jewelry on the tips of your fingers really nice it's what he always wears <laughs> and we've got chris 
on uh, rhythm guitar or backing yeah. guitar do you call it is that okay or no rhythm rhythm guitar, rhythm yeah. rhythm and rhythm guitar. <laughs> and and our vocalist i knew he was the vocalist yeah. judging by his voice the way yeah. he speaks you're like yeah he's got to be the singer and we've got jim lead guitar extraordinaire and we've had the pleasure of working together Pleasure. on a couple of episodes. The previous one was Natalia Ooh. with the Hex Collective. And that was absolutely mesmerizing, beautiful evening. And Natalia's voice was cracking. Lovely, lovely stuff. And then, of course, the instruments to join in were perfect as well. And we've also got Jason. And Jason's got an enormous double bass guitar when you don't call it a guitar it's not a guitar it's a double bass uh, just double bass double bass, double bass. Yeah. and i think it's the probably the biggest instrument we've had in the shed and it looks like it really wants to be in here just fits <laughs> just fits and it's stunning and i can't wait to hear the belly of that thing come out so it will be it will be a real treat for us um I've just come back from the Isle of Wight, so it was a bit of a rush. So sorry if the hospitality wasn't spot on from the start, but the beers are now cold. The shed's set up and I think it's looking good and looks even better with all of you today. And I, yeah, the, the trains I was on, it was a bit of a rush and delays because it's been so hot that some yeah. of the tracks yeah. have struggled and there was a mm. fire next to the tracks near Reading, so ah, that caused right. the train to be delayed. But I've had a, a really nice evening looking forward to this, and I popped into a record shop in Southampton because I was traveling from the Isle of Wight, got into Southampton, and had my skateboard with me because I thought, I'm going to enjoy this, I'm going to cruise. <coughs> and I found a record shop on my way, and it's called Vin... Oh, it's a weird name. It doesn't really... It's not as good as The Holy Fools, that's ah. for sure. Which is, by the way, a really, really cool name for a band. It's called Vinilo. Vinilo. I don't know. Very weird. But I went in there looking for a record that I've been after for a long time. It's sold out everywhere. And I didn't even expect to find it. And I w had my mind on an alternative. And I was looking through the records. And I managed, well, I saw it. And I couldn't believe how lucky I felt. And it's the Cranberries, no need to argue. I think it's their 1994 album. It doesn't say on this reissue, but I was so chuffed. And I thought to myself, this day is just getting better and better. <laughs> so the delay on the way back home didn't matter because I knew the next amazing thing was I was going to be able to share the evening with you guys. So it's all working out really well. And later on, I'm going to put this record on I've got the cassette version of it ah, right. and yeah, I said to the guy I've, I've been struggling to find this and he kind of gave me this look as if to think like he was going to go and then do some research to see if he charged the right mm. amount <laughs> but too late I got it it's a really good thing those reissues isn't it you know I know I know sort of some record connectors get very sniffy about it oh no you've got to get the original thing but if you just want to have the music you know what I mean? It's brilliant that they're reissuing it all on, on vinyl. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. And I asked the the guy about the issue of this, and he says, you just don't know. Even the reissues, they run out, and yeah, then they become yeah. valuable again, and it goes up and yeah. down. But there's not much difference, he says. They're the same. You know, if you had the 84 copy, it would be worth more. It would be more collectible, but yeah. it sounds pretty much the yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. So enough chitter-chatter from me. I always get a bit carried away at the start but I guess I'm so excited and wanted to share with you that start to the day and and now we're going to be treated with some wonderful music so the holy fools
praise the Lord. But he filled the mouth with silence, and he cut the misted corn. together and this room is just absorbing it all beautifully and it's it's great it's great to hear and it's great to watch and i've got my mate steve who's done the sound so hopefully it's going to sound oh not hopefully i know it's going to sound really good nice. but nothing can beat the live experience so i feel really privileged to be able to <laughs> to hear that and uh, my mate chris is here taking some photos so hopefully people that are listening will get to see some of the images <coughs> which i think is is lovely to see too can you tell us a little bit about the holy fools i know you've got a an, an album fairly new called testament which when did that come out was well, that it came out about three months before the lockdown <laughs> so uh, kind of knocked us off a stride there but yeah we got an album and it's called testament and uh that's all i don't know what else you will know but well, uh, how we got together everything like that but uh, th i've listened to the album a few times you can hear it on spotify and mm. you can actually buy the album yeah, from the website and i was 
enjoying it so much over about a week of listening to it and what really struck me was that really atmospheric sound that americana country i can't really describe it mm, but it's it, it's good and it's more than good it's it's excellent and I, I love it so much and the lyrics are so great and there's this old testament feel to it this kind of biblical wording going on there and and i like that i love nick cave and nick cave uses that a lot i think he draws on the old testament of the bible mm. for for lyrics and so on but chris do you write the songs uh yeah i write the songs and then uh they uh bring them to life and everything but uh, <coughs> i think i've swallowed a bee there um uh yeah i wrote out i hope and, not <laughs> yeah and then um we take them to the boys here and they flesh them out and make them sound good so that well you know i mean chris is too modest though i mean we 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 do what we do and it only sounds as good as it does because the songs that he brings are so strong I think they are very yeah, strong. Exactly. And I, I hear you, you've done some traveling around the U.S. You are American, but there's a Tennessee kind of Well, I'm from roots. Tennessee. I'm from, uh, I'm from a small rural town in uh, Tennessee, and that's where a lot of this, um, I guess, biblical imagery or feel comes from. Because my, my father was uh, the song leader in our Southern Baptist Church. <coughs> and um, So you, you say the song the leader? The song leader, yeah. Okay. He led the singing for the service. Oh, wow. And, uh, and he was a deacon, and he was also a lay preacher, which means he would go around and preach sermons. And so a lot of that just kind of comes out of there. That's where the familiarity was with that kind of uh, lyrical template, I guess you might say. Really cool material to work with. And yeah. I know a lot of amazing artists have drawn from that imagery or the church music. Yeah. Elvis, I think... Roy Orbison, um, Franklin. loads and loads of, of musicians, <laughs> and and it's rich. It's full of imagery and full of wonderful wording. Mm. Whether you believe any of that or not, yeah. it's still it, it's amazing to listen to. But it's all true life. <laughs> what, what what do you what, mean? What Chris writes is basically true life of his experiences in Tennessee. They're nothing sort of like made up. They are actually events which happened. Um, there's some okay. tunes later we play, and Chris might even tell you a bit of the background to yeah. it. <laughs> I might. Well, <laughs> a lot of beers you might get some. I'd, I'd love to hear more, but it's it makes me think of Bruce Springsteen, who never mm. actually lived any mm. of that stuff. He, he just wrote about mm. blue-collar workers and all of that, but he, he was never one himself. Mm. But he was a really good storyteller. And he mm. could actually imagine what it was like. But to have the real deal is it even is better. It's the real deal. It's the raw deal. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the song you played now, what, what's the title of that song? It's called Mystic Chord. Mystic Chord. And yeah. is that off the new, it is off the new that's album? It's off the, the new and only album, yeah. Um, yeah. It's off the first album, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one of the ones off there, yeah. And okay. So, Good. What, what are we going to hear next? Yeah. Well, we're going to do a song here um, called Scarlet Gown that I I co-wrote this song. I, I don't write all the songs. I co-wrote this song with a 80-year-old um, prostitute who um, died about 35 years ago. True life. True um, life. <laughs> <coughs> when my father back in our hometown, he was... Um, he wasn't a lawyer or anything, but he was you know, well-regarded. And so a lot of people would come to him and ask him to probate their wills after they died, you know, to, uh, to uh, settle their affairs. Mm -hmm. Stella Hearn was somebody who was born a little farm right outside our town, Watertown. And then sometime after World War I, she went down to Nashville and got um, involved in the old profession. And I think she later rose to a management position in there. <laughs> But eventually, you know, in the beaten way of time, she um, retired and came back to our little town there. <clears throat> when I knew, knew of her, she was about 80-something years old. She used to drive around town literally about 15 miles an hour in this little right. car. <laughs> she nearly caused all kinds of wrecks. But anyway, when she died, my father handled her estate and, um, you know, sold off her farm and everything. And she left behind some things. One thing she left behind was a shoebox full of cassette tapes where she had sung 
uh, without any accompaniment, her, her own songs that she'd sort of written. And one of them I remember playing when I was back at, when I go back to visit, and one of them started, uh, you know, Give me your cast off cigarette on your lips pressed on. And anyway, that line kind of stuck with me for about 30 years, and then I guess about a year before we recorded the album, I was just thinking about that, and then suddenly I thought, well, we'll just do the, I'll just finish the song. I couldn't remember the rest of it. So it's based on that, except it kind of turned around, and I guess hers was about some man she'd lost, and this became some about some woman lost. But anyway, we, we co-wrote this with, uh, with Miss Stella Hearn, and uh, it's called Scarlet Gown. If I can remember how it goes. After all that talking. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, well 
done. We've got an applause from outside. <coughs> my crew there, they, I can hear them babbling on every now and then. They're waving at me. That's Salvador. But it's, it's quite good because they get to hear it too. I invited them over and said, look, guys, you want to hear this? And they're my good friends. And I'm glad more people can get to share this. Well, I just want to let your listeners know that I'm a little bit of a martyr to hay fever today. So um, <laughs> I used to sing a little bit more like a Sinatra. But um, so I'm a little bit raspy today. I sound more like a authentic Tom. No, I sound more like Tom Waits with a bad cold or something. I think it sounds marvelous. And <laughs> but anyway, your songwriting, the words are, are just perfect. Yeah, I maybe I'll know. just speak them. I don't know how you come up with this. I've tried to write songs, and it's tricky. And and you seem to have nailed it right there with those yeah. those words yeah. and drawing on personal experience and things that you've seen. Well, it you obviously gotta... makes a difference. You just gotta eat, uh, meet more old prostitutes than you did. <laughs> well, I always found that worked pretty well. <laughs> and Chris is very prolific as well. We can hardly keep up with him in rehearsals. Uh, you know, he'll come and oh, there's five new songs this week. It's, oh, blimey. It's incredible. Yeah. Chris, where do you write? Um, well, of course, a lot of things. Just, I've been writing songs for a long, long time before we got started. So, yeah. um, um, where do I write? Yeah. Do you have a special place or do you just no, write on no, the I road? No, I mean, you just or? write with... I don't know. You just write when it comes to you and you write something down. And yeah. I used to write a lot during lockdown, walking by the river. So, you know, you just kind of... Walking is a really good way to, uh, okay. to write songs when you're out walking somewhere. And, so will you have a notebook with you where you just remember words? Uh, uh, well, I mean, you, know, you, just, you remember mostly. Um, yeah, well, if you write something down on scrap paper or something, whatever. Uh, I really don't know. I don't have any sort of... Certain technique, they just kind of. When it comes to mind, you just. When it just comes, it yeah, you don't really want to talk about it too much, but oh, um, yeah. it just comes when you come to them. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it is a kind of sacred thing, and you don't well, want to question it or put well, it. Well, I just don't know how where it comes from, but. Or, you know, when you know, I always kind of think, you know, Woody, Woody um, Guthrie told Bob Dylan, you know, because um, Woody Guthrie is quite famous for a lot of songs being based on Carter family songs. You know. <laughs> I remember there's a story that he told Dylan. He said, "Well, you know, when uh, uh, when they play a G, you play a D. Where they play, a, you know, an F, you play an A. So you got a whole new song. So uh, there's a lot of that too." But, um, I saw Arlo Guthrie, and I think I mentioned it in ooh. one of our previous episodes. And he reckoned that Bob Dylan took all the good songs. <laughs> so he was Bob Dylan was fishing further up the river, and as all the good fish came down, <laughs> Bob Dylan got them all, <laughs> leaving Arlo with. The Drakes, but he he did all right. Damn right, he did all right. He's really brilliant. Um, But I'm I'm getting definitely a flavour of that folk tradition coming through here. And yeah, I guess it kind of comes from a lot of that. Then my brothers were um, grew up in the '60s, and so they listened to all the. Actually, you don't hear much of this. They listened to Motown and uh, all the great '60s bands and stuff like that. So it was all around when I was growing up. Thanks to them being older. Fascinating. So we're ready for another one. Yeah. Um, sorry. Because my throat's been around. I've got some of these vocals on my mouth right now. Because so, so. I learned that from Tom Jones, especially Tom Jones. He said he always uses these vocal zones. And he usually has three in his mouth at one time. So, so what are they? Vocal zones? Vocal zone is actually something. It's a little lozenge. I just found out it was actually developed in the 1920s for Caruso. For Caruso? Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, something like that. So it's been around since the 1920s. That must be why you sound so that much like That's why you just sound like Caruso. <laughs> well, I don't have the... Um, that be Robinson Caruso. Yes, Robinson Caruso. <laughs> so what are they? The little lozenges they're that like little soothe lozenges. your throat? Yeah, they're sort of like throat lozenges. Or either they're, you know, the world's most um, placebo effect, whatever it is. Uh, it's like honey or whiskey. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's kind of medicinal, almost like licorice a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. All right, now this one's called, uh, well, this is kind of a called our Zen Baptist song. It's called True Prayer. And we're in the G sharp. And this features our the dulcet tones of the backing singers here, so. <laughs> Let's see. Now it's G sharp, right? Yeah, you're right. And it's, it's, right. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll try this one. We may have to come back. 
There is no prayer. Prayer is all there is. True prayer is no prayer at all. It's heard and not heard. It moves and moves not. It's a void turned into words. There is no is imbued with meaning, with the divine substance, ever rejoicing and keening. There is no tune i like that yeah we, we need another one and um I, I think we'll be lucky enough maybe to have one more oh, song yeah. tonight yeah, and sure. jason i i really caught the bass sound on that track and, and all of them in fact it's beautiful isn't it but can you tell us a little bit more about this marvelous double bass that yes, you have double bass started off as a worcester county council profession uh, we worked to death in schools and uh, eventually its neck fell off and it wound up on eBay. And that's <laughs> when you discovered it? And Quentin bought it on eBay, yeah. And we had the neck glued back on and uh, there we go, it's fallen off again since, meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right sun again now. That yeah? was Blenheim Palace. Yeah. 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 Oh, you played at Blenheim Palace? Yeah. Yeah, and then we played the Palace. <laughs> very <laughs> good, Palace. very good. How was that gig? What did you do when the neck fell off? What right. is it? The he which part actually? The whole. It, it all split all around. Well, split down the middle there, and okay. It didn't actually come off. We did the gig, but yeah. it was my old baby. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, I took it to Luthier, and he dismantled it and put it back together. Okay, well, it's got a bit of history. This yeah. double bass. Yeah. Yeah. 
It is. Don't, it's, don't just keep. <laughs> does it have a separate room? It's so massive. You, I mean, <laughs> you're going to need the space for that. Yeah, it just sits in the corner. <laughs> Very nice. Well, it's it's a delight hearing that bass, and I I play a bit of bass, and I always like the sound, and so I to think. We need I need one of those, but it's too big. I can't have one yet, and I don't know if I could do it fretless because there's no guide of where to hit the notes. Ah, oh, so that must help a bit. <laughs> Marvelous! Thank you for bringing it today, Jason. That's, that's lovely. So what have we got next? Uh, we're doing one more or two more. Well, let's do um, Blue Water. Okay. Let's see where we are. Okay. I'm going to do another one, another slow song, which is. Uh, when your voice is a bit ragged, it's easier to do the loud songs than to do the slow songs. We'll go try this. This one's called Blue Water. And, uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm. my 
always run through me. Now I must put between the then and the now. I must find some distance from the love that we lost somehow. I must sail all along, leave this heartache on shore until the blue water takes me where I won't hurt anymore. Till the blue water takes me where I won't hurt anymore. Yes, very good. That song is very evocative and it reminds me of, I think it's a perfect evening. I was going to yeah. say, it reminds me of like heat and then cool waters and it's 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 really lovely i can picture it all it's got great words again and yeah. you can you can definitely see in your mind what you're singing about mm -hmm. and um i think it's the perfect evening for it for this type of music and yeah. in fact it's really warm and clear and we're heading for another heat wave can mm -hmm. you believe it the second one and it hasn't really let up in between properly Not it's just so been much, really it's, warm it's still being pretty warm isn't it in between yeah and i luckily got to swim in the sea yesterday it was actually in the solent which is the water between the south of england and the isle of Wight. there's that little gap in between and then i also got to swim around the other side so that's the atlantic i think we're heading south but the water was really cool and quite shallow and you could see tiny fish swimming around and again that imagery of water just lying back yeah, and yeah. feeling immersed in it as as I feel this evening I feel like I'm being immersed with these sounds they're washing <laughs> over me and it, it certainly is a treat I heard there was a rumor there might be another song I think Jim mm. you mentioned and Chris be. maybe one more yeah maybe now that no one floor there um, and close oh well, if you if you can't no, no. you can't but no no I that would be <laughs> you're just kidding yeah, me just i thought kidding. it's a bit of a loaded question have you got another one yeah. no we're done no, sorry yeah, no we don't have anyone else union rates yeah. Yeah. we've only got about 37 more <laughs> but before we go into that quickly the the dobro yeah. what a delicate sound it makes when you play it Thank i mean you. i'm sure you can you can properly rock out on it too but you really play it so beautifully and it's thank you it's peaceful and it's calm and i get to stand quite close so i, I get a good <laughs> sound from there and i've watched how your hands move over the strings and you do it with such feeling and, and grace it's 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 a fine instrument a fantastic instrument when did you decide to play one of those what what brought you to this instrument um i saw a um thing on TV called the Transatlantic Sessions, which was basically a merger of um, uh, transatlantic music between Scotland, Ireland and uh, America. And there was a Dobro player on there who is just like the most amazing player in the world, a guy called Jerry Douglas. And I decided that was going to be my next instrument because I'm one of these guys who I'm essentially a guitar player. But I go down these different routes of different instruments. And um, I bought my first dobro and struggled and persevered. And suddenly it was like riding a bike, it suddenly clicked how to make it work. So I ended up with this very fine instrument that was built for me about 17, 18 years ago by the guy who actually builds the dobros for my hero. Mr. Joey Douglas, yeah, this is number three of the collection. He's got number two. And the guy who made him has got number one, so I've got number three. Ah, so three's I'm the very, best. very, very, very proud of this instrument. It's a wonderful instrument. But um, 
basically they came about from um, a couple of Czechoslovakian guys called the Dokriev brothers who um, invented a um, what they call a resonator cone to go inside a guitar so that in the early 1900s the um, guitar could be made louder to get over the top of the brass sections and well the dance bands in the dance bands and then um, the bluegrass guys got a hold of it and developed it into the um, into the square neck dobro. And essentially, there's I've, I've got three of these things, and this one is in a G tune, which is perfect for um, the stuff Chris writes because essentially it's a bluegrass banjo tune that I play on here, so I can get the banjo sounds, but I can also get the full spectrum of chords, yeah. And as you say, you can make it growl, you can make it purr, you can, it's just a fantastic instrument. And um, yeah, and it works, works well with these guys. <laughs> it sure does. I, I love the sound of this podcast. I love hearing the voices and the, the instruments. And I'm starting to think, I need to film some of this stuff. I know we're getting Chris to take photos, but it would be such a delight to see them. And I hope I'm doing the instruments justice but you could probably hear from the beautiful sounds they make that they are they are gorgeous to look at and you yeah i'm a lot prettier than what i've seen so. <laughs> you're seeing your voice as an instrument is also doing really well despite yeah, what you said all right so well should we hear yeah, yeah should we our do final on, song uh, okay. yeah why not yeah okay. yeah so we're gonna do a song here that's sort of um well, you know, all country singers are used to have to have a sentimental song about their mother. And so... Um, I don't know the true story. And my, my mother grew up on a sharecropper farm back in Tennessee back in the Depression. I don't know if you know what a sharecropper farm is. It's where um, she grew up in a, in a what we call a holler down in, in Brush Creek. with all a bunch of kind of poor farmers down there. And at the bottom of the totem pole were the sharecropper farms. They didn't have their own land and they worked other people's land for a share of the crop. And, but, you know, they kept some animals and stuff like that. So this was uh, kind of a song about that milieu that she grew up in, you know. So it's a little, uh, a sentimental song about my mother, and I hope you mm. indulge me in the sentimental stuff. So. Mama. No, that's not it. Just killed a man. <laughs> okay, okay, let's see. I got to get in the right sort of reverent frame of mind there. And also, I got to drink a beer for you. <laughs> Alright, this is for Mama. Okay. Ski bop 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 da ba da ba. Ba da ba. Feel like a hog being rendered in hog killing time. When frost is on the ground and blood is in the ground, there's no way to escape the truth of what it takes to get you. Saw the hell she saw the bone and the gristle. 
so much fun what a great song and when you perform that at, at gigs i'm sure people get up and dance and well the last time, last time we played the other night a gig these uh saw people after said, i'm gonna have nightmares tonight <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah. it is <laughs> so i'm gonna have nightmares that's right. mm. i said well that's how the sausage is made <laughs> well that that was just fantastic and yeah, so good that it, it always comes together so well and it's been lovely to meet all of you and well Thank done. I mean, you're for having us. I really appreciate it. That, that's an absolute pleasure and your band it, it sounds wonderful and I love what you do and I love... We're just getting warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> I love Testament and I'll definitely be listening to that further while I'm at work and I'd, I'd highly recommend it. I think it's a, it's a fantastic yeah. album and you're great, great guys and... Thank you for joining us for this Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And I'd, I'd be delighted if you would stay for a drink. I mean, if yeah. you've got to go, that's fine, but the bar is open. Yay. <laughs> no bar, it's just a, a cooler box. Bar is open. It's open, yeah. Um, I enjoyed that very much, and thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.